0: Hello, WolfNet Coach here with a quick PSA. Before we start the episode, if you are participating in the Alpha Strike 350 tournament, please submit your list to wnrp at wolfstragoons.com. Cannot stress this enough, everyone. Please email your list to wnrp at wolfstragoons.com. Thank you. All units proceed to your post assignment. All units proceed to your post assignment.
1: Training facility. Never tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do. And they will surprise you with their ingenuity. General George S. Patent, War as I Know It, 1947. Commander's Edition. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that leads by example. Be no do. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew. <laughs> I must catch up. Bloodbath Barons. Uh, Co host tonight, as always, Andrew
0: Nuket, Minnow Crawl. Turn the keys and push the button. Good evening, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Aaron, it's not that bad. Coach Crawl.
0: Painting straight lines suck. <laughs> it's not that bad.
1: <laughs> and Luke, it's just got... Ooh, I screwed that up. Anyways... Luke, I'll do I'll do that again. <laughs> Luke, I just got done with the last one, Charles Gideon Dirks.
2: It's a never-ending cycle. It just keeps going.
1: <laughs> I got the right wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Syllable. <laughs> emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And Thomas Lore Schmore, Sea Raven Kruger Lore
2: what's that what's that you want you want some more lore lore
1: (laughs) well good evening tonight we got a bunch of different things for new and improved so tonight um, does anybody know where the Mount Rushmore of fiction Battletech characters came from that was me I can't even remember what it was. That
0: was oh, that was Coach. Who,
3: who it would be, was going
0: to be a topic after we get through a couple of things? To say who would everyone's top four fictional characters be?
4: Ah, like the figured, stone heads. Nice. Figured we kind
0: of lower this up a little bit,
4: but that's why I said lower Schmarr. Lower Schmarr. That is. That's where you got yours for tonight. That's awesome.
1: We also <laughs> wanted a deep dive back into Dominion divided.
0: I haven't finished it yet. I'm a horrible person. I haven't
1: either. I I'm just the same. But um it's a little bit thinner than I thought it was going to be. It's
0: <sighs> you, guys, you guys do suck.
1: It's about hundred and sixty pages, plus or minus. Muscle oh, minus. No,
0: no, I feel really bad. I don't have it done
1: yet. Um <laughs>
3: That's still
0: taking three the months to
1: read. I'm going to be the first person that says, uh, great job on the new artwork. And I wanted to see more. It, yeah. There was a lot of text, a lot of text in this book. But the art. new artwork is fantastic. It's ridiculous. Um, Love it. The... How do you want to say it? Would I, would I dare talk avant-garde of art graphics? The The work, the history, the... The weathering of the artwork is so awesome because there are so many layers, so many shadows and shades and light sources that I really had to stare at some of the artwork to look at some of the details. Because, you know, when I see a Ghost Bear image, I think to myself, you know, can I identify the galaxy and... What trinary, what cluster it is, and it was difficult at you know, this... times because there's so much damage, and they made they made you work to find that out, and I love that.
0: The stories are pretty good too. Mm-hmm.
1: There is a lot of inter interior and exterior conflict with the Civil War there.
0: The how did they let's describe save it until it? everyone's read it <sighs> has uh has everybody read the uh hold on I've gotta find it uh Damocles Damocles sanction yeah. has anybody, has
4: everybody yep. read that
3: yep. no negative <laughs>
4: Damn it. wow okay. let's uh let's let's pull this back a little bit um let's let's say tom have you read anything as of lately? Well, we already know uh, the answer. God, no, Tom,
0: I, it, it really <laughs> wasn't a question for you because I oh, already know the answer to that. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Mr. Audiobook. It's not an audiobook, so I know you haven't yeah. gotten it done. <laughs> Has anyone read the Clan Wolf book that came out?
1: What was that? Lethal?
0: Lethal uh, Lessons?
1: That, that came the... out over LVO, and we were s- stoked to hear that, hey, did you see what's on the front cover there, Coach?
0: i did and i read it did you read it no I large <laughs> guy no damn it i i i personally really liked the idea or or just i think i don't know if they've done this before but um lethal Le- lethal lessons was the clan was the flip side of a scene from redemption rights from the mm-hmm. Clan Wolf perspective. And I oh, wow. really, really, I really, really enjoyed the 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 comparison between, you know, the the eyes and or through the eyes and in, in everything of, of the dragoons and then getting the, the opposite side from Clan Wolf. I thought it was it was really masterfully done and I really enjoyed the two perspectives. It was a first I think and I enjoyed it and I hope Catalyst will do more of that. That was that was pretty cool. <clears throat> but again, we can't go into it because not everybody's read it.
4: Well, damn it. You
2: know, <laughs> it seems so, like life um,
4: has been getting in the way of stuff.
2: Right? But um, one thing, going back to uh, Dominion's Divided, um, I, I, a couple of things that stood out to me is I felt like there were very realistic uh and understandable obstacles uh to the quote unquote protagonists um and i i thought that they also overcame well you you kind of have a a flip side uh on one front on the uh uh, davian karita front you have a very creative fix for obstacles um and then on the Dominion side, you have kind of this like handcuffed, unable to act reaction. Um, and so, I mean, I, I I need to go through it again with a fine tooth comb. But it's it's infuriating. <laughs> well, but but when when I I I mean, because I've been waiting for Dominions to hit a book bookshelf somewhere for me to pick up in the wild because i i really wanted the map um and so i've been holding off on buying the pdf um but flipping through the pdf today um i i feel like there was a lot of like uproar about like you know not my ghost bears they don't do that but when stuff went sideways and they kind of went crap we don't know what to do we can't get our feet you know, we can't get our bearings. We don't know what, what action to take because there's everything is such a mess all at once.
5: Right.
1: Cause you got
2: millions. Like, right. Right. But I'm like, that's exactly the ghost bears. That, yeah. that That's exactly them. Like they, they stand there and they go, Hmm. What should I do? I should do. Oh, nope. Too late. I already missed that opportunity. Okay. What should I do? Oh, miss that one too. And they, basically they just fumble through this entire situation until it gets to a point where they finally can get ahead of it. But, um, so yeah, I, I guess, you know, people, there was a lot of uproar. A lot of people weren't very happy. It felt like online with, uh, the, the treatment that the ghost or the dominion got, not just the ghost bears, but the dominion as a whole. Um, but I, I feel like it, it highlighted, the flaw of the ghost bears that that's always been there. Um, 100
0: percent. You know, <laughs> it it really made the ghost bears look even worse than they could have when they just sat back and did nothing. You know, the sleeping bear kind of a thing. Well, the sleeping bear woke up and one forgot what it where it was, what it was supposed to do. Um, it just the ineptitude of you know, what they thought was a perfect union turned out to be the, their biggest downfall. And all it took was Alaric to go, I don't want half of you to agree. I want you all in. And half of them didn't want to. And he's like, Well, then I don't want any of it. Yep. And in Dominions Divided, it explained that, you know, the, the vote was, you know, the, the Tinder. And Alaric denying them was the spark, and <laughs> I like at the end they're just like, "Well, uh, let's just go do this," you know. It's just like point at a at a thing and go attack that, which is apparently the only way that they can all homogenize back together is through warfare, and it just it just highlights how fragile their whole thought process was.
2: Well, not not just any warfare. It well, was, true. you know, going after the combine. Like, yeah. hey, remember those people we hate that we hate more than each other? Let's yeah, go kick them a, in the teeth. Yeah, let's go kick them was, in the teeth.
0: It was a, it was a bright shiny thing that uh, they they pointed the red laser at, and the the bear cubs all went crazy. <laughs> but it's it's like, I mean, it 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 is comedic and funny and, but also kind of sad because there was a lot of people that held out hope that the ghost bears were like, yeah, that's what the real inner sphere after the elk land takes over. Everyone's going to get to get along. Um, It's just not, not going to happen. So.
2: Yeah. When now my, my question that I posed to those of you who've read like the first, like 30 pages because it, it very expressly went through and spelled out, like, the the cons were given, like, leeway to operate within certain bounds, depending on who won on Terra. hmm uh-huh. And they went and operated within those bounds, and... Uh, And then that's when Alaric was like, okay, you you need to go check with your lower casts and whatever, cool. Get back to me. Um, Have your people call my people. We'll do lunch, whatever. Um, Do you think that that was like Alaric just totally being tone deaf to what the Dominion is? Or was it him already starting to like drive a stake into the Dominion? Yeah,
5: it, <clears throat>
1: you're talking about it's the, hum- Il- the Il- Khan here. He doesn't yeah. care what any of the other clans are doing. All no, he wants he, is their all he wants is their undivided loyalty to turn into one unit and come help him.
0: I don't. Sounds like I a, don't think sounds that's like it. another issue we're dealing with. I think it's I think <laughs> it's one of those where. Yeah, I, do I want to think that Alaric is going crazy, or is he still the? Like, above all genius that he thinks he is. So if he's the genius, the Ghost Bears were either his biggest problem or his biggest ally. And when he got that vote back, he's like, well, they're not all in. So I'm just going to have them destroy each other. Because the best enemy is no enemy. And, or, yeah, he's just ignorant and on an ego trip. And just completely doesn't understand at all. But I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to believe that he doesn't understand it because he's spent so much time with Becker. And Becker would have told him the whole histories and culture and all that other stuff. So Yeah, but, but at the same time, I'll, I'll bring up, and I know not everybody's read it either, but I mean, you look at the, I, I'm going to say it, I, the bullshit that happened in Damocles' sanction between julian davian and uh Sandoval. Sandoval? i have i i have such a hard time coming to terms with those two men putting their egos so far out in front of bringing the sons back together it's it, it, it's in a certain respect, it's kind of like in 3067, when we, we've had this conversation, I think we've said it before, it was like every leader took a stupid pill.
1: Do you think that when they wrote, I, I, just just any any faction, if they get too strong, if they get big enough, and they make the prerogative to say, well, they're too big, let's knock them down a peg let's create a civil war so that it tears itself apart and then takes it back down to a more manageable size entity or faction. Do you think when they write in these internal and external downfalls that they write it a little bit too lavish and too much where basically it doesn't seem like it should actually happen? I mean, it makes it sound unfeasible. Like, did they just... Like you said, take a stupid pill. Did they did they lose did they did they take an absence of their actual mission statement of what they're supposed to do as a character in a faction?
0: Well, here's here's the thing, right? So everything is in such chaos right now in thirty one fifty one. Like everything is in chaos. If they're no, was... in thirty one fifty two now, actually. Sure.
1: They're sure. starting to get communication back occasionally or but minutely, with after the Monday, but you have so, you
0: have to look at it that if there was a strong, stable house or a strong stable clan, that they would come out of this with roses on. So everyone has to be in turmoil. Everything has to be up in the air in order for this. I'm sorry, grand opera you know who, to start. You know who is you know who's roses right now. There is a faction that are roses right now yeah, in the Unicapella Confederation. Mm, I was thinking all more along lot. the lines of the C five, yeah, because well, they're all they're, business. Uh, yeah, but they're they're just the bankers of the. Of, I mean, well, I, they, I They're
1: still going to run operations. Dude,
0: they they have hinted, they have a hinted, finger in every pie that's going right. on in the sphere. Yeah, but they, I, I, I think they're they're comfortable. I think they have a role that they want to get to, which is basically Comstar all over again. I think they want to run everything without running everything.
1: Well, they're one of the biggest suppliers, so they kind of are exactly. running everything. Because you can just right. say, oh, sorry, your shipment of Battlemax didn't arrive. Oh, look, another unit is arriving on planet to take you over. How did that but, happen but right in the now, same
0: time? But right now, Capellan Confederation is really the only u- only nation or collective body that is singularly focused. Because even, even the Draconis mm. Combine half the people don't even trust the new coordinator because they don't think she's a true-blooded Curita.
1: That's because they line people I, up on the street.
0: <laughs> but I think I think the, the Sandoval-Julian thing, um, the way they wrote it, it makes sense. And Julian was away. Eric was the one that held it all together. Um, and everybody has aspirations of power eventually. So I think the way they wrote it made sense. So it, it makes for intrigue. I mean, this is all just one giant space opera, so you got to have the guy that comes back every two, 20 years and married his sister's wife's girlfriend and had a baby that's now his mother or something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so no, with, uh, a, with a lot of these problems that arise, like when you read through the clusters and stuff, the galaxies or the, the the different factions... You see that? Oh, an entire an entire cluster like loses all of its battle mechs through combat of internal conflict, and then they get taken over by another one. Like realizing what's happening and jumping and planet. Like that's that's pretty far fetched. I was like you. You would think that they would come back together and realize like we're losing all the forces to even defend ourselves as a planet. This is this is nuts. And know, why would ghost why would they want to waste all that? Why would they want to waste all that? Crazy. Even even the civilians shouldn't want to waste all that.
0: But they were locking their own citizens up in jail just because they were a denier or a joiner. Like
1: yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The, ghost,
0: the ghost bear psyche broke. Or the, the Rasselhog Dominion, it broke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening as a singularity, though. Like everybody went crazy. But you see all these different planets, like you know, people are what happened. <laughs> even, even, even the Watch like killed half of itself, both mm-hmm. with uh, coolant. Why that doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, I mean, look at look at the world as it is today. I mean. It's yeah. not hard to divide. It's not hard to divide people into two different factions. But it doesn't burn down go. half the country. Well, you might,
1: you might have uh, a city, but you don't well, burn there. down half the country. Look you know what's in have. Look what
0: happens. At, well, look at what's going on in Ukraine. Those, are two, those, are,
1: those, those are two different countries.
0: Well, look what happened in Germany. I mean, it went east and west for a while.
2: We're not hmm. getting. Well, yeah, this is a sidestep real world. Uh, But I I think that uh, people look, uh, people are tribal, like, to their core. And and that's one of the things that I love about the Battletech uh, Mm -hmm. setting is it's people being people, not, you know, it's not human. The the entire human race is one giant, like, uh, monolith right where maybe you get that in some other sci-fi where uh it's humans versus aliens versus those aliens you know humans aren't a monolith humans are tribal now now, granted maybe you know independence day if there were aliens <coughs> and metal tech all the humans would would get together and be like yeah hate we hate those people we like us you know but you can draw you and I think that's just going back to what coach and I were originally asking is did Alaric do this masterfully or did he just like back into it accidentally and go, Oh, Hey, I guess that worked. I I eliminated this giant threat to my power base.
1: Well, my question is why would it happen now with the question of join the star league or not? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't, why wouldn't it happen when they were, when the, the Rassahog Republic were still in conflict with conflict, conflict with the bears in transition, like when it was weaker. Because they've been pretty strong and why wasn't it, wasn't it when it was sorry? It wasn't an ill clan yet. So why wouldn't they just why wouldn't they do all these guerrilla tactics to disrupt the ghost bears when they were taking their planets opposed to having some third party leader? to join.
2: Well, I I think they did. It was just small blips in different stories rather than it being a a giant plot point uh in, like in this source book, like half the source book is going okay. over the dominion, right? But even um, like
1: 75 to 100 years ago, right? There were, they there had, were they were already so intertwined that they had mixed units.
2: But but they had the free minders. They had to put down that whole rebellion. That's that's how Becker came to be con, right? Um, there there have been resistance movements. and by consistently um, uh, just totally lost the word. Um, like coming to an agreement between Hag and the and the Bears. That's how they kept moving forward. Every time one of these things would come up, the Bears would go, oh, Okay, so we can't do it the clan way, huh? And Rasselheik would go, No, we're going to do this instead. Okay. And they kept moving further and further, where you get to the point now where the, the Bears are essentially just like the standing army. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah,
0: they, have, a, they, have, a very, they have a very unique political structure.
2: Well, and the other
1: part is anybody that has a disagreement, they can basically just choose challengers. And then they go through the chal- the, the challenges or the, this is this doesn't make any sense. It's like, instead of actually having, you know, the personnel duke it out, it's, I'm going to choose my, you know, gladiator to do it against you and your gladiator, who you choose. Doesn't seem very efficient. how oh, they did it. Well, that's the fun part. You can either chance. disagree or agree with whatever they wrote.
0: Yeah. I mean.
4: But I mean, at written, the same
0: time too, you have to, we also have to keep in mind too. I mean, without bringing an external force again, such as maybe the clan homeworlds or God forbid aliens, you need to recycle, right? You need to create that internal conflict and tension and sometimes it. I'm saying this from my own perspective, especially about Damocles Sanction. You know, to me, that a lot of the things that happened in that book just seemed implausible just because of who I thought, uh, you know, those two, the main characters were and their goals. It just didn't feel like it fit together to me. Um, Writing Mm -hmm. was great, the conflict was great, but it just didn't feel right to me as, as those two characters. I, just, I
1: you think we have one oh, of we have one of the strongest factions that believes in family and they basically just tore each other apart.
0: Yeah, but, but families do that, well, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, and it it would, families do that.
2: <laughs> it, yeah. It, and it all depends on who you consider your family, right? <laughs> if I, if, if, the guy if with I'm, the AC 20. <laughs> well, right. But, but if I'm a denier, the deniers are my family. The joiners, the joiners are my family. Well, I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect my people because I I know that you screwed with my people, you know, and it it doesn't take much to get that whole snowball rolling. But um, going back to the the Sandoval Julian thing, um, I think that's a classic case of two people who know what they went through and don't fully appreciate what the other person did you know cuz you know for cuz for for Eric it's very much a, i was here i i i i put in the work i kept this place from falling apart and and where were you julian you know off screwing around right and julian is like i traveled all the way across the inner sphere to get here to try to save this place and all the trials, and tribulations I went through. What have you been doing, Eric? You just stayed here. whoop de doo right? Like I think <laughs> they just neither one of them fully is willing you, to you accept mean, what the other person did.
0: You mean that they are working from biases and assumptions? And
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. yep. Like,
0: another. No, no, I'll stop.
2: coded <laughs> 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 messages. Do, 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 do,
1: can we, can, we, can we push the soapbox out there in front of
0: it? No. <laughs> I do not need to put, put my face in front of the shotgun today. <laughs>
1: okay. Can I? No. That's just... Okay.
0: I'm done. I'm done. I won't do. I won't say
1: that. <laughs> Aw, boo. Um, but now, uh, to yeah, to, to reiterate of like how unhappy I am with this current situation of the Bears tearing each other apart. It now I know exactly how the people of FedCom feel with you know the, the separation <laughs> of of Steiner and Davian. Like it sucks, and it'll like to to watch you know the Fed Sons and the Lyrians. Throughout this entire, you know, fictional history, the bears will never recover because the other ones never recovered either. So this will to, be the mainstay and it's going to suck and it's going to be a big shit sandwich forever. To, that's how, I, that's how a, I feel.
0: To quote a popular meme as a Wolf's Dragoons guy. Um, first time, huh?
1: Yeah, first time, huh? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. No, no. It I was mean, like every time. A good
0: we like had a civil war and two eradications. First time.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> to, to your, uh uh, 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 original question there, bloodbath. I, I don't think that there is like that level of like, uh, meta plot lining of like, Oh, we'll just have them get in the Civil war because they're too powerful i don't think that, that, that that's like the go-to i think it just made the most sense and um there was a big discussion i in in the discord uh, when dominions first dropped and i think the the main consensus was we w- people wish that there had been more lead up where you weren't having to hunt through like the like error report and then go through like a, a part of a novel. And then, you know, like all of these different sources, um, where if there would have been a few, a few novelizations leading up to it, because it feels like it's out of left field because while the information is out there, it, it isn't, uh, It's it's not like uh, Damocles sanction or question of survival, right? Where you can remember the the feel of what was going on because there was a novel. It's just a few lines in a source book. So I think that was kind of the general consensus of if there would have been more, a little more fiction leading up to it to make it feel like, okay, this makes sense. But it feels kind of left field because that wasn't there.
1: Sure, there was. There was that one book.
4: (laughs) Questions of survival.
1: Yeah, there was that one book where the, you know, the SIPCOs got mad because the the, the leaders were not doing what they should have been doing. And then they split. (laughs) And then there was a gunshot at the end of the book, and then we're done. (laughs) Uh,
0: Spoilers.
1: If they haven't read it by now, they probably won't. Because it's
2: been out No, no. That's a total aside. Which... Which gunshot, ah, which single ah, gunshot was was better, Redemption Rights or Question of Survival? Ooh, for, for people who have read them, you you know which single gunshots I'm talking about. I'm gonna
1: say the first one you said, because Redemption se- Rights. Yeah, because the second one sucked worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a single gunshot in Damocles Demac- too.
2: No, we Haven't I haven't gotten that? Far. I, I've fallen behind on my on my novels. Okay, now we're now
1: we expecting single gunshots in every novel. <laughs> mm.
2: dun, 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 dun. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to I'm going to go answer my own question. I'm going to go with Redemption. Rates. Right? So that single gunshot was more influential. No, that no, was actually less influential, but it was more <laughs> on point. Like it made more sense. No. Oh,
1: no. damn. It. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, it, it it felt like, uh, uh, like, I think the the scene was just really well done, but also, um, uh, it felt like justice. It felt right in that moment, but it made sense. No, <laughs> not, not, not it made because the the one in question for survival made sense too. It just wasn't the sense you wanted it to make. <laughs>
1: So it wasn't good.
0: (laughs) Anyway, go read. Go read, guys. You
2: guys need to catch up. Everybody needs to read.
1: There's a lot of stuff out there that uh, we need to catch up on anyways. (laughs) Uh, Moving along. Some of the new products out there. Um, Unless you want to take a break first. Nah. Uh, Last of the rec guides released. Uh, We've got... Wreck guides 31 and 32, which were pretty sweet. I really appreciated a Shogun C3 that's yeah, only Dominion is Divided and Raven Alliance. That's pretty cool,
0: Yeah, that's good, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it is no, good. Com- completely good.
1: Uh, it's pretty much the almost the exact same as the old C model. <laughs> only is, better which is in a classic side it's way different but in the elf strike side it's pretty much a spitting image
2: well the, i i think they did it just for you so that way you could feel two of them in your 350 this
1: would offset the civil war that's, that's helping <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're like we'll accept bribes <laughs> give, give me more shoguns yeah
0: i'm liking i'm liking seeing the vehicles in, in the latest red guides. Um I know that they're getting ready for the, you know, the mercenary Kickstarter with the vehicles that are coming out. Um, Which are fantastic. Yeah, they look great. Um Is stats that a pun? Are... Like <laughs> the Antos.
1: The Antos looks fabulous. You said so you were talking about the J. Edgar earlier?
0: Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for the J. Edgar. Hey, Greek fire. God damn it. Give me J. Edgars and Dragoons, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
4: no. I put let's, my plea out. Let's start with something easier. Let's have a uh, uh, crew killed on 12s instead of 11s. <laughs>
0: oh, that makes it
4: interesting. <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> but I always roll more 12s than 11s. You don't want that. You know that. But
2: but but I think that's a, a, a carryover from classic, if I remember right. The, the, the Odds-wise, you're more likely to get your crew killed.
0: Yeah, 11s mm. is, is a higher chance than 12s, yeah. Not
2: unless by you, much. Unless you
1: bit. roll, unless you roll way differently than that.
2: But but it also makes sense because between the engine and the uh, pretty much everything, yeah, you know, there's a crew. Yeah, a crew. There, there's, there's
0: a couple. There's a couple of hanging out in there.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> it's it's not the same as uh, hitting a cockpit on the mech. Like, did you breach armor? There's probably some people behind that.
1: And it kind of bounces around a little bit. Might miss them. Might not.
2: <laughs> uh, but the, the the blood asp is getting tons of love from thirty two.
5: Yeah,
0: I, that's oh, the one yeah. that I'm questioning. I don't understand why they brought that one for. Me. Um Somebody somebody must be really liking the blood asp. I don't know. It just I it, that's a black adder mech, right? Or uh yeah
2: star adder star
0: adder star adder mech. If I'm not mistaken, right on. And just just weird that all of a sudden Snow Ravens have
4: it, you know? Uh, <laughs> Is Snow Ravens going to get a, a bump in lore?
1: They have been lately for units because um, they they have that nice Omen 2 that's got uh, uh, Hargel. They've had that for a while.
0: They've I'm been kind of quiet. They've well, been kind of quiet lore-wise, haven't they? Yeah.
1: Well, have they had a book? They're 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 getting to be, you know, a bigger entity with all the different you know, the alliance.
0: Yeah, what's interesting is I mean, they were there on Terra and haven't really heard anything more about no. them and where they're standing or what they're gonna do, which I think has some significance because don't they still have like ten or twelve warships?
1: Yeah, they, they usually have, have the most, okay?
0: I think they have the largest fleet, yeah.
1: As they should since they launched that new way back in the day. But they're
0: just kind of hanging out in on the edge of no man's land.
1: Yeah, so the so the, the be, blood ass could be gets, something to look uh, out after. Get some plasma and some supercharger. That uh, looks pretty nice in the T model. That'll add some speed.
0: That one looked like uh, what would be cool on a mech, and a let's giant, just throw it in there. Giant Hag Forty <laughs> on the G model. What'd you guys? Well, what'd you guys think of the Viper?
1: It looks like a Centurion, or I mean, a like, uh, Crusader.
0: Crusader. Well, I mean, it's based off the Crusader chassis, yeah. so.
2: I, I I think it's I think it's fun. And that, that's that's about it. I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't see a whole lot of uh, purpose to it beyond, oh, that's fun. Using binary lasers or, mm. you know, um, it, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it would be an interesting mech to see novelized
0: novelized okay
2: yeah but 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 uh, as far as like am i gonna run out and throw one on the table
1: nah. well i mean some of the quirks it's got a difficult ejection and a searchlight
2: That's what, looks i, cool. I, well, I
0: kind of like the well, denied... nine sign me up yeah
1: having trouble punching out all right that sounds like a, like
4: a hell of a ride I'm looking at it right now. And I kind of like the, the VP9 variant four plasma cannons and a mace. So yeah. it's, 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 it, it's going to be
2: That one knows what it's there to do, and it's nasty.
1: I think it's going to be one more of like the two or three units already that are called Viper. That's just going to be a, a, a big, you know, confusion cluster when you start talking about it are we
2: by are this we gonna, viper that
1: viper or that that other
2: viper we're, we're gonna see dragonflies black pythons and vipers and all, all on the alpha strike table at the same time and people are gonna be like i'm gonna shoot the viper which, which one,
1: one? <laughs> no no the other variant no the chassis the chassis <laughs> w- which oh, chassis man. that chassis or this chassis or that chassis
0: dude that viper p8 is gonna be like a 552 five, and 10 inch J, a 10 J. Off the top of my head, I can't figure out armor structure right off the top of my head, but um
1: But um look at the
0: gonna be gonna be an interesting unit.
1: If if you can see the cockpit in the head, it looks like a a um like a duck. It looks like a duck. <laughs> right. it's, you know, you know that you know the cartoon, like the the Oh, tails? I can see what- I can it see look, what you're saying now. It, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like it looks like the kid ducks.
0: Like yep, yep. I can see where you. I can see where you're coming from that with that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so I am looking at that VP8, and uh, that's uh, very close to being a uh, a cheese mech. It's got solid armor. I love that. It's filled out. It's. I mean, uh, it's all lasers and a teacup. So. The
1: XL is gonna be a pain in the butt, but uh, you know that's what you'll have with XLs.
4: So this
3: well,
0: is the last rec guide that they it's completed now. Yep. It's it's completed the rec guide, so
2: a moment of silence uh, for the rec guides.
0: A moment of silence for rec guides. <laughs> and how long do you hey, think um, until they come out with more rec guides? Well uh, well done, Catalyst. I think that was a great Great product. Um
1: oh absolutely fabulous.
0: And it was nice to be able to get some new stuff every couple of weeks. Um keep the keep the taste in your mouth, if you will. So um well done. And hopefully there's something else on the horizon that can replace it.
2: I feel like we said when when they finished the first run. We were like, Man. What are they going to do to replace it? And then they said, well, "How about some more red guides?" <laughs> I'll <put> more.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I feel like that's going to happen in about a year.
2: But well, I, I,
1: I'm I'm still stoked about the newer imagery and them. they've got some great artwork and like the sizes, the proportions. I like to say, "Oh, that looks like an LB20X." It doesn't look like. Oh, it doesn't look like as thick as an LBX.
2: This one does. Yeah, they, they've definitely come back. for Which tech readout was that thirty fifty five? When all the guns were way too big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they've definitely come back to to middle on that, where the guns feel feel the right size, the limbs feel the right size. the, the art is is good, and and the vehicles feel the right size too. So
1: and they, the vehicles they, they feel huge to me. And they feel fast. I like that. They got dirt flying. And they got air blowing. And they got another one behind them to show them in like pairs and formations. I love it.
2: Do do, do you think that they're like too big, like for the the minis in scale? Because I mean, we've we've seen the prototype at Gen Con and all of that stuff. Do you feel? Because I, I feel like, especially the big tanks, are. They feel they're big. not going to fit. They're not going to fit on a hex, though. Like, no, they don't. An...
1: The big ones don't fit, anyways. Like the Mars tank or the Hemdall, they dwarf.
0: No, but the Antos, right? The Antos we've seen, and I forget, I forget the CSO artist who painted one. It was in dragoon colors, too, by the way. Um, but you look at that; it overhangs oh, yeah. on front and back of the hex. It just—they yeah. feel really big to me, but I am not an artist and don't—I obviously don't know scale well enough because they've done a fantastic job of that. So <clears throat> I just must be too used to the metal, too small units, and yeah. this is what they're supposed to be. So I think we are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, takes
0: some, some, some getting used to
2: yeah the 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 way i try to frame it in my head especially when it gets to like the assault or the you know the hundred ton or top end uh tanks is if i melted an atlas down how much (laughs) how much would it cover and and then it feels about right you know Um,
1: it looks like the size of a brick yeah yeah
2: yeah if if i if i if i chop the legs off Glued, glued the legs on top of, you know, laid it on its back. Yeah, that's about the right size, but uh, but, but but yeah, as far as the, the hex goes, the, they definitely don't don't like the hex.
1: No. The sides, usually there's like pieces on the sides of like the diamond or, or the, the hex where you can there's some surface area there, but the front and the back are gone. Unless you mount it you know, coming into the hex or going out somehow, sometimes with a smaller smaller unit. But I think proportional to their weight chassis, it seems like it's... And when you compare them to each other, that seems like it's okay.
2: Pro, pro painter hobby tip. If you don't like doing basing, run assault tanks.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, no base to, there's no base to paint.
1: Plop them right on there. Dunzo. Uh, <laughs> did you see in the rec guide 31 just before the, the new armor on the the savannah masters got reflective
2: well it makes good sense to me because about the only thing you can hit them with is a pulse laser so yeah
1: you're not gonna you're not gonna throw a ballistic at that very easily it's gonna veer
2: yeah
0: again greek fire when am I gonna get those on my dragoon list man
2: never <laughs> Maybe you just need to go just to basic Merc. I can't. I don't want wish, to. Wish you could.
0: Can't, I can't do that. Tattoo on my arm says I can't. <laughs> um. Everybody got their uh, Mercenary Lance packs?
1: Nope. What? I ha- I have been staring at them Almost every day looking like, should I get one? Do I need one? Do I really want all the smoke and the jump jet stuff?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really, really impressed with um, how they did that. Um, the Hatchetman, the Crusader, the Thunderbolt, and the Highlander. Um, the Highlander is a little taller, but the Hatchetman, um, Thunderbolt, and Crusader they are no taller than an atlas.
1: Can you remove the smoke yes. or jump jet? That yeah. is an awesome feature in making...
0: They, so what they've done is they can, you they have the legs set in such a way, but all of the feet have the pegs in the bottom. And uh, the Highlander actually has a urban mech that it, it's landing on or that it stands on top of so that it fixes the feet so that it can go flat and the crusader has a little mound that you can add to the foot so that it can go on its base as well so yeah there you can remove the jump exhaust and all the smoke from all of them and i thought that was done really really well um
1: that gives you options for that's that's really smart I like
0: that
2: and I think
1: they should Mr. continue giving options like that,
0: Mr. Peterson sent me over um some sneak peeks that are gonna be coming out and i I told him and i' I'll, I'll call him out here on the podcast too I really 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 hope that you do a tutorial on uh the jump jet exhaust that that you had because it's exact it's seriously exactly how I pictured it and how I would want it to come out. So please make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we can have cool sh- so I can have cool shit too. <laughs> step by
1: step.
2: Uh but yeah then all of the uh new units in right? like you have the penetrator now, the night sky, um the uh, gunslinger,
1: Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yep. Yeah. That's a big mamma jammer.
2: Yeah, I I am like there's some like very uh, like juvenile part of me that is so happy that the like little trumpeted barrels on the lasers are still there. <laughs> like it's just part of being a Sagittarius. Um, it doesn't now, have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense.
1: It just has to have a lot of them. Now, can you can you put a giant um, sun decal on there? Like you put a big big Fedcom. Decal on the top of that thing, like you can in the in, in the images on the tech readouts from the past.
2: I d- I don't have oh, a Sagittarius, hair, but I I will uh, I would bet so from the images I've seen. A little uh, uh, what what is it called? Um, solvent man, totally lost it. Um, decal solvent, we'll get it on there.
0: Microsoft.
2: Microsoft. Microsoft, there we go. Thank you. I'm here for I need, you,
0: buddy. M- I just needed to the you rescue. To, I needed you to stumble just a little bit so I
2: could <laughs> <laughs> You can't catch me if I'm not falling, right?
0: <laughs> Sorry, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, I think uh yeah, all all of the new sculpts, the new poses. Um uh the yeah, the crusader, the the smoke and the uh, foot uh, little pile of I don't know debris that it's stepping on, they they press fit pretty well, um, so you might wear your paint out if you flip back and forth enough times, but yeah. um, I think it'd be totally doable though, of if you you know you have it on display, it's jumping, and then you want to put it on the board and you put it on its feet um i and from what i've been seeing around that's the same with a lot of the jumpers is f- flipping back and forth might come with little risk but is doable
0: i also want to again say thank you to catalyst for craig Goolidge card that was in the uh iridani light Horse pack um good remembrance again of a really really good man so thank you uh from all of us for for doing that, that was very very cool.
1: Yeah, definitely have to pick that one up. Um, around the community, it looks like uh, Mercenary Star Podcast had a second episode, so it's oh, nice. Yeah. And... Uh,
0: Seth Glenn, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Mr. Fox himself. Yeah, it wasn't it
1: wasn't just a one shot fizzle out. It's, it's it's continuing, so that's good. I love it that there are many. Podcasts out there, and I wish them all the luck in continuing because <clears throat> it's no fun at conventions unless we give each other a little razzle. <laughs>
0: Boy, we did that, didn't we? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, oh, stickers, stickers galore! If you don't, if you, if you create a podcast, bring your stickers because that's how I remembered.
0: You're not official unless you have stickers. Patches.
1: <laughs> patches and dice too.
2: Some. Yeah, no you you don't count until uh, you have a until I have your sticker on my uh, on my game box.
1: Mhm. Like the hell I got a bunch of that too. They got game dice and stickers. Like I want to Oh, and Armor Up too. Armor Up had it. I'm uh, pretty stoked about that. They had stickers. So, definitely get stickers. They're not that expensive. If you find a good supplier, if you need help, let me know. I'll find one for you. Uh, are we going to get into epic testing, or you want to take a break?
2: Uh, probably, probably break about about now, huh?
1: Right on. And this history brief brought to you by Charles Gideon and
2: Ares Games and Minis. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs, any sufficiently concealed black op is indistinguishable from an accident. Hello, WolfNet, and welcome to this installment of WolfNet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's go. Today we go to the edge of the inner sphere to investigate one of the most proficient acts of sabotage ever documented. The date is the 17th of February, 2751, and the system is Star's End. Here, Simon Cameron, the fifth First Lord of the Star League and rapidly becoming the most powerful leader in history, was about to die. Simon Cameron became First Lord in 2738 after his father Jonathan died of natural causes and he inherited, along with the throne, a litany of issues. You see, Jonathan Cameron had not been the most stable of rulers. Often tormented by seizures and seemingly prophetic visions that accompanied them, many of his years ruling the Star League were marked by paranoia, a crumbling veneer of confidence, and indecision. His reluctance to make judgments lost the Star League much of the goodwill it had amongst its member states, in incidents such as Davian's War of Succession with the Caritans, often referred to as the Second Hidden War, and the Free Worlds League Civil War. Incidents where Jonathan had the SLDF sit on its metaphorical hands until things got so out of hand that it took overwhelming displays of force to bring order in the Second Hidden War, or literally did nothing for the Free Worlds Civil War. The only thing that Jonathan had accomplished to garner favor with the House Lords was approving Council Directive 41, which effectively allowed private industry of the great houses to pillage the periphery for resources in manufacturing. Manufacturing, which would quickly turn to unregulated production of military goods. So it was, with the great lords turning their back on him and periphery screaming for his downfall, that Simon became first lord. It only took the house lords a few years to put Simon to his first real test when a battalion of mechs landed on the edge system and killed 500 civilians while raiding an ore processing station. The paper-thin cover that these were bandits was easily seen through and it became an open secret that the house lords were using these so-called bandit attacks as a weak cover to carry out assaults on each other. This is where Simon made it apparent he was not his father. After obtaining evidence of the House Lord's duplicity, he simply ordered the SLDF units to shoot to kill, rather than capture possible bandits. The House Lords refused to back down, however, and began escorting the bandit raiding parties with bandit warships. The Third Hidden War was on the verge of going hot and consuming the entire inner sphere in its flames. Seeing that the Star League was on the brink of chaos and being unable to make any headway with the leaders of the houses, Simon took the direct approach, as was his style. He declared he would take a five-year tour of all the Star League members. The tour started in Lyran space, and Simon met the people wherever they were. On the streets, academies, even pig farms, he would meet the people and discuss the value of their voice in public affairs all while shunning the nobility. Suddenly, it was the House Lords and not the First Lord who worried that they might be powerless. Which finally brings us back to Star's End on the 17th of February, where, in an unscheduled stop, Simon met with a group of asteroid miners. Then, in Tunnel 5T, level 42, Simon asked to helm the controls of a mining drone. Within moments, the drone went out of control. Video evidence shows that Simon did everything correctly to stop the drone, including hitting the emergency shutdown. But nothing stopped the drone as it charged into the pressurized habitat, killing Simon and nine others with the vacuum of space. The investigation that followed turned up little. Maintenance logs showed no issues, though a drone tech who worked on the machine the day before never surfaced. For centuries, people were left to assume the First Lord had made some mistake that cost him his life. That is, until the clans returned to the Inner Sphere with the Star League secrets they'd taken with them on the Exodus. Fact was, the Star League was fully aware that the drone had been tampered with, but it was done so skillfully, there was no way to identify who was behind it. The most powerful man in the universe was killed. But there was no trail to be followed to the culprit, all because of a single operative, taking initiative, and having the technical knowledge to manage the greatest assassination of the era. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed.
1: Alright, that was uh, this history brief with Charles Gideon, brought to you by...
2: Ares Games and Minis
1: do we want to go into
2: the uh, Mount Rushmore? Yeah. So we, we should probably start with, for everybody who's uh, not uh, listening in the, in the U.S., Mount Rushmore is a monument in South Dakota that has the, the faces of four presidents carved into the side of a mountain. So that's where we're coming from when we say Mount Rushmore. So
0: oh, I wouldn't from... have thought of explaining that.
1: So, starting from the list of like our introductions, Andrew, do you have uh, your top Rushmore leaders of uh, the Battletime? Oh man!
0: I mean, how do you how do you parse this? Right? I mean, I can't even think of how
1: many total are are ground
0: rules. There's probably ten thousand leaders. (laughs) What would you say the most influential fictional character? see and that, and that's kind of where i went where do you do um oh. alexander do you do alexander kerensky because of uh the building of uh the star league do you do amaris because of the fall of the star league and what he did um you could put a hans davian in there because of what he did the capellan confederation you could put Alaric well, Ward on there because I mean, of what? Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to, from you're supposed to pick four. <laughs> well, I I've just but changing or, people's lives or. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what the rec- what's the criteria. Let's just start the with most worlds. I killed the most people. Let's I start with the that. <laughs> most what, 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 would, they Dude, be, would they? it's be your bent? opinion.
1: It's, would they be positive or negative, First off,
0: it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just whoever you think. Like just just throw out a name and we'll argue it. Oh,
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: Oh my god. Or or give or or we can just do our four. Without any explanation, and then we'll just go over it.
2: Yeah, I think I think that sounds good. If we go over our four, and then we can uh, kind of compare notes.
0: There we go. We'll do that. So I'm assuming that you were like stalling because you don't have your four.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll yeah, go. Why did I get called out first, Aaron? It was your uh, question. You go first. Oh, <laughs> I'll go.
1: Because it's just my um, introduction order.
0: I'm gonna go number one is Nicholas Kerensky, not Alexander. Okay. Um, number two, I did have Amaris. Number three, I had... Um, um, Catherine. Not Katrina. Or yes, mm-hmm. Katrina. No. Oh. The sister. Catherine. Yeah, there you go, Catherine. And then I am torn... I'd have to go, Victor. So I got really. I got the brother, the sister, Nicholas Kerensky, and um, Amaris. Hmm.
2: Okay. And
0: Charles, percent? you're the you're the you're the lore master.
2: <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm gonna t- take a uh, different approach. I kind I kind of see the uh, the thread going through coaches there. Um, <laughs> I would run with Grayson Death Carlisle. And then I would run with Victor Steiner Davian. Ulrich Kurinsky. And my my dark horse is Minobu Tetsuhara.
0: Ooh, Ooh. That's a good one. I'll second that. <laughs> Ul- Ulrich was up there. I will say that. Ulrich was really close to the top. Matt!
1: I only have one so far listed. I'm gonna say uh, Shimmer would be a very, <laughs> a very influential, influential character due to getting through the shield. <clears throat> um, for even terror to be taken. So that's my number one. I, I, I...
2: I, I just like the idea that you, you're you going to take the uh, like spookiest of all spooks and you're going to slap their face on a mountain. That's right. That's yeah. right.
1: It'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be like that head character, just the just head, and it'll be wrapped in fabric with
0: some sunglasses. It's just blank. <laughs> it's, it's just blank.
1: Well, they, they came out and said who it was, wasn't it? I think they did.
0: Yes, we did get confirmation on who it was. Wasn't
1: it Raven? Raven? I can't remember.
0: No but I can't remember who they said.
1: Either way, there was supposed to be a really cool gift from Brent.
0: Wasn't it a, and there, was Light Horse a there was
1: supposed to be a big write-up on that from Brent. <laughs> Sometime. Sometime. I think it was like a year ago. <laughs> oh,
0: Because I think they made such a big stink of it, and then they told us, and we're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't really that
4: big of a deal.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say my number two is definitely going to be Phelan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because he took a world without a shot fired. That's true. And then my third character is going to be the Ghost Bear football team that took um, a world, which is a football game.
0: Kind of hard nice. to do a, a team as a face. <laughs> well, they
1: never—they never said who it was.
0: He just wants my... the Ghost Bear logo up there.
1: <clears throat> then the number four. Uh, I'm probably Welcome. gonna say Aiden Pride. Mm, okay. Um, because he totally, he totally got um, through a second, um, second without dying. Like one of the only people to ever do that.
5: Hey, uh, Andrew,
0: I am uh, gonna go with Amaris. I'm gonna go with Nikki Kerensky. I'm gonna go with the Master Thomas Merrick. Ooh. There hey. you go. And I, I got hey. out to 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 my mentor, uh, Jamie Wolf.
2: So oh, yeah, like sure that's enough. Yeah. Sure enough, three, three bad guys and Jamie Wolf.
5: <laughs>
1: I, as, every, every time, as soon as as soon as you see Jay, as soon as someone says Jamie Wolf, <clears throat> I see this kind of potbelly short officer like healing and towing through like a fine palace with a sword, just like making his way in to start yelling at someone.
0: That's that's who I think Jamie.
1: That that reminds me of what was it the the head of.
0: It was uh, Davian's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Takashi Kurita. Where he presented uh, Tetsuhara's swords to...
1: Yep. Broke it in half, didn't
0: he? Takashi. No, he didn't break them. He presented them and dropped them on the floor.
1: Yep. Threw them on the floor. He was like, here you go, bastard.
0: I see see we all went with a couple of different routes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So we, I think what we should do is probably split this into two mountains. One would be the most good influential. Yeah, I, well, maybe not good guys and bad guys, but probably like.
1: Oh, I want most... to change mine. I want to change mine. I'm gonna. I to throw in a horse.
2: Who? <laughs> a horse. So you're gonna put you're gonna put Aiden and horse. No, just horse. Oh, you get rid of Aiden. Because I mean.
1: Doesn't he like run up like the the, the big pyramid with a body, and then throw it back down on the on the smoke jaguars? I don't remember that.
0: Mm, I don't remember that.
1: Who was that? He uh, he made
0: brouhahas for. All right, Aaron, you're going down a path. What are you doing? Well, I guess most influential characters, um, storyline changers, I guess is what the first mountain would be. Um, I think we can all agree. I mean, obviously, Amaris is probably up there. Yeah. He yeah. Ruined,
2: yeah, we, we, ruined... We don't have a BattleTech everything. setting without Amaris, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I think Victor was on two of our lists. Uh, mainly because of, I mean, he basically ushered the inner sphere through... I mean, he, at times, I think half of his life he was a pawn. Probably most of his life he was a pawn. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much.
0: But still got, you know, like he was the most badass pawn ever, I guess. <laughs> he made it across the board a couple of times. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: with, with his, with Prometheus.
0: Um, I don't, which was the one, what, what one did you say, Charles, that I was like, yeah. That, oh, Ulric. Ulrich. Ulrich. Alright, I can see. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to put uh, Nikki K though, because without him, we wouldn't have the clans. Yeah, true. <clears throat> and again, I'm really happy for that founding of the clans series because that was really good. Yeah, that was very, very needed to know stuff.
2: Um, one thing I find interesting because we had one, one inclusion of the master, but we had no inclusion of like, if you look at the timeline, right? Like you have the fall of the star league. So it's like big points, right? You have the fall of the star league. That's Ameris. founding of the clans. That's Nikki K Uh, Jihad. That's the
3: master. And then and Alaric Well, the,
2: and, but but then you have the the fall of the the word of Blake, w- which would be Stone, and nobody was, mentioned that, Stone. There you go. Stone.
0: I I was, <laughs> As we were going through, I almost want I almost want to change mine from Victor to Devlin Stone.
1: Oh, but but did he? <laughs>
0: did he? But I feel bad <laughs> about it.
1: Who actually? I mean, who who took down all the the word of Blake?
0: Devlin
5: Stone, yeah, Devlin Stone.
0: He just told like him, almost single-handedly just organized everyone, did everything. like,
5: yep.
1: It's not that like Dora the... Blake was hunted, hunted down, and eradicated.
2: No, well, okay. I mean, well, at the no. end, but but it was uh, very much De- Devlin Stone was this. If he wasn't there punching him in the face himself, he was pulling strings, and well, you know the
0: people. He was a uh, the the, master. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. He he was swinging everybody else's fists in in unison. Like it was very much uh, uh, up until they took <laughs> Terra, and, <it>, and then <laughs> and then the Regulans kind of, <laughs> and then the uh, Regulans kind of went off the chain and just started nuking everything as right. Regulans do. But um, but yeah, no, it was very much Stone who, who if if there was no Stone, there was there would be no end of the Jihad.
0: So are we are we going with Ameris, Nikki K, Stone, and who would be the fourth then? I, I think Thomas, I think Thomas has to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that feels gross.
0: It seems it does. it does not feel nice at all, does <laughs> it? It? Does, it does not feel good.
2: <laughs> can, can we like put that mountain like somewhere where nobody goes? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's like in the tunnel behind the good guys' faces where they're like, well, here's the actual <laughs> the back door. Um, most yeah. it's, it's back like door. The, the See, national but, treasure. Okay, so where would where would people like um Theodore Kirita? Who would completely changed the Draconis Combine? You know, it just fundamentally changed Draconis Combine. You had Hans Hans Davian in what he did, b- bridging the Lyran, uh, you know, the Fedcom, and all of the scientific advancements that that happened during his time. Um, yeah. But I feel like with Theodore, like, the Combine eventually did go back into the shitstorm. And same with the Fed, Con, like, once, once the Federated Commonwealth was over, like, I mean, it was a good try. You know, an argument could be made for Sun Tzu. Look at what he had to yep. work with and what he came out with, right? I mean, <laughs> they had a country who was living in abject fear of their ruling class. And he shored everything up and brought the Confederation back from the brink,
2: yeah <laughs> yeah no, I think uh yeah, I think Sun Tzu is uh often underrated,
0: but yeah, he he is definitely on the underrated radar. but um, mm. I mean, I think we've got the 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 timeline changers mountain that we're going to hide behind everyone. <laughs> so let's, let's go with like the feel good four, which I think Victor's got to be on there. Like yeah. has to be. I think you got to have Victor. Definitely. Um, I, I I like Charles. I like Aldrich Kerensky. Um, uh-huh. He was, he was a force to be reckoned with within all of the clans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just not only a consummate politician, but a a warrior to the core. I mean, there was n- nothing See, stopped him. And he grasped. Where I think, go ahead. I think I, Ulrich I, trumps I, Phelan.
1: Well, he wouldn't have been there without Phelan.
0: Well, no. No, Phelan wouldn't have been
2: there without Ulrich. Yeah. They needed each other. They' symbiotic, co- they're
1: coexisting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean as much as I want to have a kill on the list, I don't. <laughs> the,
1: the invading the invading clans would have went back
0: i I think Ulrich Phelan just because he saw what he was, groomed him, taught him, put him in the right positions, you know, was the puppet behind the the pretty face kind of a thing. Um, no wasn't wasn't Ulrich. Kerensky's blood name <clears throat> wasn't that a descendant of Andre or Nicholas mm. I think his, his, his blood name was I think I th- at one point in time I, th- I swear I think it was only held by like five people it was an v- extremely distinguished blood name did, uh, did Andre have his codex in there why do I feel he didn't get his yeah. codex? No, that because that, they went back and got their codexes. They went and got but the the that was the whole uh where they stole the dropship and they took all yeah, the genetic yeah, yeah. They, they went to go take Nicholas and Andre's genetic material well, I didn't from think they the got genetic Andres. repository. Just, no, they got Nicholas. both okay. No, they had, they got both. And the third was Alexander. And he never contributed to the gene, but they took it. They took him with on McKenna's Pride. Uh, McKenna's pride So that the homeworld clans would not have any Kerensky mm-hmm. blood to work with, other than what they already had. Anyway, I agree. Okay. Victor Steiner, Davian, Ulrich Kerensky.
5: Hmm.
0: Feel goods. I, I, and not not necessarily feel goods, but just like like I could oh, put I could put Sun Sun Sun, out there. I could yeah, put, put Sun Tzu on, on there. there. Just because he altered the path of an entire nation. Cause let's face it, they were almost done for. And a hundred and fifty years later they're knocking on the door the of terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> and he laid all the groundwork to get that done. Mm-hmm
1: story of every plot armor story
0: <clears throat> and didn't he uh, cast a a very influential vote in the star lord thing
2: no he victor did
0: victor did he abs- and he abstained he was the, right. he was so actually he was, ele- he was elected the first star lord that's right he was elected the first star lord and that's then right. he abstained from everything else and that's when it all fell apart <clears throat> mhm
2: yeah, him and the uh, Steiner Davians were the reason it fell apart. So well, he, had, had, he had gotten his use out of it, right? He had he had yeah. saved his realm, so then he moved it's on. True. <laughs> true. Back to his
0: brother and sister, and then and then, Word of Blake had their temper
2: tantrum? <laughs> um, man, yeah, no, I but but like Theodore, um, you know, Katrina, uh, Hans, you know, people who bent the oh. the. The, their realm to their will, you know, um, all, where does, all,
0: where does Kai sit in this, the whole thing? <laughs> Kai or Leo? Oh no, man. Nothing. nothing. I mean, I mean, to me, he'd be the same um, thing as failing. Like I, he, I was just going to say the same thing.
1: He's not, yeah. he's not as an influential leader as all of those big generals or world or universe leaders or,
0: he was leaders. He was an indispensable right hand person.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I oh. think if we if we were doing uh, top four like just straight mech warriors, he'd be on that list for sure.
1: Oh uh, sure, yeah. he'd be like seller seven pilot number one, Uno. Number one. <clears throat> he look how many times he beat <sighs> Vlad.
0: I mean does Alaric go on this list yet? <clears throat>
2: Um. Can, can we take stone off the other the other mountain and put Alaric on it? <laughs> it because so I mean,
1: can... I mean Alaric did smother him.
0: I don't know. <laughs> do you do you have to? Does that first mountain need to have five faces instead of four? I because Alaric gonna... Alaric belongs on one of these lists. Uh.
1: uh
5: yeah. <laughs> he,
1: he he did he did do something that no other pretty much no other clan leader would would be doing.
0: I mean he he in, he had the vision and the will to execute like Ulrich did.
1: Not to mention, time. not to mention his family cousin.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> his own cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think we got to put five on that other one. Because... Yeah, I
0: think I think Alaric goes on the feels good one or the the one we're on now. Because what yeah, do you got so far. Victor Alric. But... I have yeah. Victor Ulrich, and Sunzu right now. Oh, we're down to the Sun Tzu? last. Sunzu. Oh. Yep, yeah, we're 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 on the last name. <clears throat> unless we, unless we unless we've talked ourselves into taking one of them off.
2: <laughs> I, I I think Al- Alaric would. Take Sun Tzu's spot.
0: Now that we're yeah. talking about how influential
2: his, he is, I can't.
1: Sun Tzu okay. would still allow himself to get beaten out of his own Mac.
2: That was all a ploy. It's always a ploy.
1: Yeah, I know. It was a. It was a simulation, but still.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we have That's Victor that. Steiner, Davian, Ulrich Kowrensky, Alaric Ward.
1: Remember, remember, Sun Tzu never did anything for personal benefit. <laughs> Wasn't it you that said that back in the day, Andrew?
0: Everything that he did was for his people.
1: Right. Yeah. Not for not for yeah. himself. That was he, a very key did, statement. He never well, did
0: anything for himself. Re, it was for his for the Confederation.
2: Right, but see then you can you compare that to Victor Steinerdavian or Ulrich. Oh and, absolutely. And, and they transcended, right? Everything absolutely. Victor did was for the inner sphere. Everything that Oric did was for the clans. It wasn't yeah. about my and, own and people. It was about <laughs> all my people. And
0: the one time that he did do something for himself, she got killed. So
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh,
5: that, that was joke. Yeah.
0: yeah. No kidding. So we got three. Who's the fourth?
1: Who pulled the uh, who pulled the Grey Monday?
0: Word of Blake. <sighs> yeah, so think, that would be I mean,
1: it, so that would be Thomas. Who?
0: The Master. He's already on the list, though.
1: That's four, right?
0: The first. The first one is Amaris, Nikki K. Stone, and Thomas Merrick, the Master. Boy, last uh, maybe.
2: Up. Maybe we, we got to go with Alexander on this one then, Alexander Kurinski.
0: Oh, there's a good one. There's a good one.
2: Sticking with the uh, people who. Like strove for the greater good. Bigger than Trans- themselves. the greater
0: good transcended themselves, yeah. I could get behind that
5: one.
3: Yeah, I could do that one.
0: Of course now that I think about it, I think Nicholas belongs on the other list and Alexander belongs on the other list, so but no. Well, you would you would switch the two now. You would put Nikki yeah. K on the feel good, and Alexander. Now I'm on the... now I'm kind of thinking that's too many wolves on one <laughs> list. <laughs> that's Alric, Alaric, and and Nikki. But but Alexander Kerensky was he was a god. Yeah, that's true. I no, mean, I would I would what, put Alexander on, did, the, on the I mean version. Alexander Alexander Nikki K is a descendant and <clears throat> Ulrich Kerensky is a descendant. I mean it makes yeah. sense that, that he his shadow is long. We lost did we lose Charles?
1: <clears throat> lost Gideon on his phone. <clears throat> Shit. That's fine. We got his we got his votes.
0: So yeah, we think... got so we'll recap. We got the first. The one, the, the, the mountain behind the mountain.
3: The,
0: the, the, the trendsetters. The tra- we have <laughs> Amaris, uh, Nicholas Kerensky, Devlin Stone, and Thomas Merrick, the master. Yep, that sounds right. And then on the feel-good one. the The display one. The display one. The one that, that we're going to show everybody. <laughs> we're going to do Victor Steiner Davian. Ulrich Karinsky, Alaric Ward, and Alexander.
1: Okay, who is the? I've got Victor, Ulrich, Alaric, the Master, Alexander, Nicholas, Aramis, and who else?
0: Amaris, Nikki K. Stone.
1: Stone, that's it.
5: <clears throat> master.
0: Victor, Standard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean when you. When you start thinking about what Thomas Merrick did with the word of Blake, and Sorry. it's it just it's unbelievable, mind-boggling what he was able to achieve. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that list. Yeah, I, I the uh, I, the feel-good ones got three clanners on. it. I don't know how I feel about that, uh, but um, they yeah. But Victor's Victor's face goes first. Yeah. He's he's George Washington there. The golden boy.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, dude, that was a really good question. That was kind of a fun conversation. Yeah, I thought that would... I'm sure we'll we'll uh, get uh, plenty of... There'll be a uh, good conversation around that one. Conversation on the Facebook and Discord pages,
4: so... Yeah. By I think it'll be to- a nonstop You might as well just make that its own channel. <laughs> hey, Tommy's
1: back. What are your uh, four or five characters that you find most influential in the BattleTech universe?
4: Um, I don't have the uh, the knowledge of uh, Aiden of Pride. Anybody else, yeah, so no, dude, just from what you've read, what
0: are the characters that stand out to you?
4: Uh, Aiden, uh, Pride is uh, is high up there. Um, who's the head of GDL? Grayson Carlo. There we go, that guy. Um, let's see, what else have I read? Okay, so uh, I, I I might have put this uh, in our chat before because somebody brought it up but, like we're going to talk about this. Now, Now a lot of people are going to hate me for this one, but <laughs> just hear me out. M- Malvina Hazen.
1: <laughs>
4: hold on, hold on, hold on. Nice. It's is, is probably the one of the most influencers of, of all time. Now, now, listen to how this is. How many people have stood up and said, I don't like her. I want to stop her. How many people can I get to join that club? And they, uh, not only did they get clans to do that, but they've got non-clans to say the same thing. And they've got mercenaries to go against her. So to just stop her alone, uh, Alaric and uh, Stone and uh, Wolf Dragoons, they all had to stop her from doing what she had done. So she influenced so many people. But to stop her of course, because she was evil and, and in her ways. But that's how I feel that she is most, one of the most influential ones.
0: Dude, she was a force of nature. I, yeah, I, can't, I agree with I that. Cannot, uh, disagree I disagree with you on that.
4: <laughs> if, if we were
0: doing honorable mentions, Melvina Hazen is definitely on the list. <laughs> she definitely gets an honorable mention.
4: And That's 100%. all I know. I could only go with three. Because I hate Elorak. Yep.
1: Well, so. you, you, could, you could put him on the bad list.
4: Nope, nope. I'm not putting on a list at all. <laughs> your fucker doesn't
0: belong on a list. Huh. And your fourth?
4: No, I'm going with three. Oh, that, nice.
1: <laughs> all uh. So, Tommy, now that you're back, you want right. to talk about some Epic?
4: Epic. 600 PV. Uh, I feel that we've... Until we uh, see any further uh, improvement, I think six hundred is going to continue to be this where we stand, right, Aaron? Uh, for the most part. So, and we we haven't tested this very much. This is still new, still brand new. We've tested it one time. Uh, the The match we tested, we uh, tested two hours. We felt that two hours was not enough. Uh for the match that we did it was hidden units. Uh it's on YouTube of course. Uh, anybody could watch watch it on YouTube. How many um,
0: rounds How many rounds did you guys get played? I think we counted it out. I think we did 5 turns. 5 turns, mm-hmm. yep.
4: Okay. Uh so, yeah, I thought that that's pretty good. I mean
0: I think 5 turns is a sweet spot. Okay? Yeah. 'Cause I think that's what um, we tried to strive for three fifty two, five turns.
4: We uh we tried two hours at first and we only got like three and a half slash four turns in.
0: It was it was close enough that I felt like one more turn was going to determine the winner, basically, or or have a good determination of who is gonna win. Um at that time I had I think four sensors or, or four markers uncovered, but it was, it was almost to the point where like Tommy was going to, he had destroyed enough stuff that he just needed one more turn. And I remember hearing from a lot of people that, you know, two to three hours is a good time frame, So I basically like, we'll just see what two and a half hours does. And by then it was a good, it was a good, um, Determining factor of who's going to win uh, the game. So we went two two hours thirty minutes.
3: Yep. It, it should be it, pretty it good. Felt right. Yeah.
4: Two hours felt. I don't know when when we stopped at two hours. Like I don't know. It just it didn't feel right. It seemed like um. Not, we just wanted not to loud. play it out. We, yeah. we wanted to
0: play it out. And we we got to a certain point where it's like, okay, I think both sides had an equal opportunity to do what they needed to try to do to get objectives. And the two-hour, 30-minute mark hit that on
4: the head. So Formation movement uh, helped out quite a bit, helped speed the game along.
0: Now, you guys want to go into what we're calling oh, formation. Yeah. Define what formation movement is for Epic.
4: Alright, we're not calling it formation movement. I said it wrong. We're calling it... <laughs> combat uh, Yep, combat groups. Each combat group is going to... Uh, when it's their turn, their combat group is going to move. So, combat... Combat group combat. is determined by what? The squad size for their faction era. No, so, if no, you're inner sphere... Uh, your squad size is four, so you're so you'll have like a a, a combat group of four.
0: Yeah the and... the basic easiest way to do this is uh, if you are at Clan Invasion or later, you want to look at your battle armor squad size, and if it's four, your combat group is four. If you're five, your combat group is five. If you're six, you're six. Earlier than clan invasion um and we will have sort of a chart in the in whatever rules we come up with where it'll be um inner sphere four clan five um it gets a little muddier in some of the other you know periphery and mercenaries and stuff like that but four and five will be your most basic combat groups before clan invasion charles is back hey buddy
2: Hey, sorry about that.
0: No worries, man. Malvina Hazen got an honorable mention.
2: <laughs> it's the time you made it back for that, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but uh, continuing on, um, yeah, we played uh, Hidden Sensors, which was a uh, you place six markers on the board in hidden in terrain, and the attacker needs to probe using either a base-to-base, light probe, probe, or bloodhound, uh, which the rules can be found in the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition. And um, when you probe a unit, uh, we rolled a, a single D6, and on a 1 or a 6, it was a hidden unit. Uh, the defender places two units aside, and on a 1 or a 6 can choose which, which unit they want uh, to place on that marker. If it's not a hidden unit, it's a hidden sensor, which had a, an armor value of 4 and an immobile target modifier. And basically, the attacker had to destroy that sensor, which is the, the gist of the, the scenario that we played. What did yep, uh, and... you guys find as shortcomings? Uh,
4: the first one is uh, when the hidden unit is um revealed so when you think a hidden unit is revealed it would be at the end of the turn but it wasn't it was right at where it, whenever it got revealed so aaron uh pretty much moved to the his uh range limit of his uh sensors and it revealed a unit and then he had the rest of his units left to move, which,
3: yeah,
4: I um, I definitely um, would have done the same thing as Aaron, and I was like, uh, n- no, I'm not going to get close to that skill one guy. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so it it was apparent right away um, that for one, if if I probe and then reveal unit right away when I probe that. I had units that hadn't moved yet. And we are, were implementing a surprise attack um, uh, ability. When a unit is, is revealed, that um, hidden unit is able to make a surprise attack. Well, the first thing we found out was, well, not all the units have a TMM. So after that, we kind of... After the first initial hidden unit reveal, we we talked about um, having a probe slash detection phase or, you know, point after all movement is done. And uh, I think that's what we're going to try to test out next time is is after all the movement is done, you know, if I probe a marker and it comes up a 1 or a 6, I'll leave a 6 or a 1 there until everything's moved. And then once everything's moved, Tommy will be able to decide to replace that six dice with one of his two mechs. At that point, then he'll be able to make his surprise attack. Do, and you, think, hid- do you think you should have the units designated as first out, second out, so that you can't necessarily game the detection point? I, I thought about that, but I also wanted to give the defender an edge um, because he is operating the game with two units off the board, basically. And if I got lucky enough and rolled all sensors, the last two markers would be, and he'd have to play the whole game without two units on the board. Um, so what I wanted to do is, was give the defender sort of a leg up and be like, okay, I'm going to put this guy there. Um, I think it adds a little more mystery to it, but also where the defender can't totally game the system. Um, but for sure, we can try it. We'll we'll definitely play it that way, where this mech is labeled a one, this mech is labeled a six, and if you roll that, that's the unit that gets placed. That, I've... That feels better to me again it, it doesn't it hasn't play tested, but that feels better, yeah yeah but um we we also did the hidden unit was uh given a plus one to hit bonus for being you know a surprise bonus basically, so anybody attacking that unit got a he uh they had to add a plus one to their two hit. But, um, I don't think a plus one is enough. I think a plus two should be tried out next time just because plus two feels better it it is it is really easy to burn down a unit, especially if you detect them right away, and your all your units are there, so um. Because it, it it has to have a little bit of randomness. I feel like a plus two will help. You know, surprise! You know, not not everybody's ready for it. So, um, we're going to test a plus two next time. Because the, the, the hidden unit doesn't get a TMM. They can't. They're just standing there. But they have, to, they have to be able to defend themselves a little bit. Which is the whole point of hidden units, so.
4: Yep, so then, um... Yeah, we played. Uh, Aaron won. Um, the he's, uh, a lucky,
0: he's a lucky bastard when it's on stream, isn't he?
4: Always. You got fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I got it. He's going down uh, next you, time. Needless to oh, say, I head sh- I headshotted both of his hidden units.
1: Pretty much. Oh my
0: god! That's yeah, like yeah. insult, injury, who's, and injury. dice did on.
1: you whose dice did you buy?
0: I, what goat did you sacrifice? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I bought a new whole like six pack of dice because my Wolfnet radio ones were just losing me bad rolls and
1: everybody beat you up. Uh, <laughs>
0: these these dice are these dice are hot. I'm I'm I went on YouTube to try to find out how to discover if you have loaded dice. So I'm going to conduct that tomorrow.
4: <laughs> I uh. I do know that my Valhalla dice were probably seventy five percent good. So
0: my Valhalla dice, I'd sit here at the table and roll every once in a while, and they roll pretty good for now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I haven't I haven't done them in a game yet, so we'll see. But uh, Um, I won. I won five to three. Um, Tommy had a chance to go five to four, but. Unfortunately, his units at the end were at long-range brackets. So.
4: Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, it it was a really good play. Uh, uh, a really good testing ground. We, uh, uh, I, I I believe we brought two lists that weren't uh, groundbreaking or uh, game-breaking yet. Well, uh, I
0: brought. I brought. So and we'll go into the construct. I'll I'll just I I built off of my three fifty list, my Wolf Dragoon's three fifty list. Um, yep. I had I had three hundred fifty points there, and I just kind of we went with a fifteen unit max, which we are now probably going to bump up to twenty. Um, fifteen was okay, but twenty feels like a sweet spot. And basically, what I did is I just took my three fifty, which. My three, my Wolster Guns is a very well-rounded list. Um, has a little bit of everything. And I just kind of built onto it where I think I added a Vulture V for some artillery support. And then I just kind of filled it out with... Um, I think I put a Cygnus in there. So another heavy hitter. Two Maxims for speed and armor. And, I mean, they're just overall good, good units. And... Um, I think that's really all I had to add for a fifteen unit max. Uh, I had three full combat groups, which is nice. And um, but it was. It, it, and Tommy had the same thing. He had a pretty well rounded list. I think you took your three fifty and added onto that, didn't you?
4: Yep, sure did. Um, it, I mean, it didn't take take too long to add a few more th- things to the list. Um. I added two Ryokans, and see so what else did I bring? I bumped up skills, I believe. Yep,
0: I did. I did too. So, um, we are we're thinking about a, a rule of three. So if you guys know the Alpha Strike 350, um, we hold pretty standard to a, a rule of two in our rule book. We thought from Epic we'd bump it up to a rule of three and we added um you're allowed one legendary pilot or or a pilot skill one but for the most part we we stayed pretty true to the uh 350 army construction yep. um yeah it was basically 350 uh rule of 2 plus 1 is basically what we did um i thought the armies were very even i thought the game went pretty well um it, it feels like the attacker is ahead most of the time, but that's because the defender only gets objective points for every 100 points of PV they destroy. And
2: so after there's turn... an
0: attacker and defender this time? Yes, yes. Yep. You roll for attacker and defender. Okay. Uh, this is a little right. different than our... our scenarios for 350 which there is none, none of, you're, you're both attacker and defender basically this one there is defined role mainly because um, I want to start writing scenarios for that side I think we've we've got seven really good scenarios in 350 and have have reached the the pinnacle of of the not defining a role for a player and I wanted to flip the script and try to write Scenarios that do the same, but with an attacker and, and a defender. Um, yeah, the, the the gameplay was it. There there was that time where it's like, okay, he's whittling me down pretty hard, and uh, by then I had to cross midfield to go get my other objectives. So the attacker has to go into the defender's area, and Tommy had some pretty big stuff back there, so. I didn't want to, but I had to.
4: It, it helps also helps when you roll 11 for a uh, critical on a vehicle. Like like Back I said that, that
0: I, I I got really lucky uh taking out your Heimdall on the first turn <laughs> <laughs> or on the turn it was di- di- discovered.
3: Huh.
4: It was yeah. yeah. It was my list wasn't completely done, but it would have taken another like two two more turns to kill it but it uh it was pretty uh for the most part i thought it was evenly matched i did
5: too i did too um go ahead uh i was just saying um
0: the the gameplay went well Uh, other than figuring out when hidden units are detected and this and that there's we we tried to follow as close to the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition as we could. There's there are rules for hidden units and and probing and stuff like that, but it uh, there were some holes, let's say, um, and we just needed to find some we just need to play test some rules to to solidify those holes to make sure that they're they're uh, they're solid and they're they're
4: fair and even so. I do know one thing. It feels pretty Just good, good. No, well, I only know I don't know a lot. everybody knows this um the the one thing it feels really good about is going back and testing something new. you know how back in three fifty the early days of three fifty and uh, it feels like we we catch something one at least one thing every match, like yeah, yeah we have to double-check with everybody else yeah, talk about this and talk about that. Uh, now, Nowadays, we run 350 and be like, uh, yeah, that's just uh, another match under our belt type deal, and not a lot of uh, it, volleyball testing came out of it. So,
0: It was a big difference, especially for me. I don't know if you feel the same way, Tommy, but playing It wasn't necessarily the the units on the table, but it was the time. Um, You play a 350 match, and it's just like, boom, an hour is gone. Like, where did that hour go? This one was definitely more, you you could tell it was two hours. Um, Not saying it was a bad or a good thing, but, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, we like two-hour, three-hour, four-hour games. And that's, that's perfectly fine. I mean, heck, that's half the reason we're, we're going down this road is to, to, to try to do what we did with 350 for, for larger games. Um, it's something I'm going to have to get used to. I will say that. Um, I'm not used to big, long, drawn-out games. I don't play classic very often, so <laughs> three hours to me is like, oh, I could have had two and a half games 350 in, in this time. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. It, it was really cool to see all those miniatures on the table with all that terrain and stuff like that. Um, it was a lot of fun. You guys it's just something go, I on, got. It. Hold on, you guys did pre-placed terrain mm-hmm.
4: as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, set terrain.
0: Uh, the reason different... we did that, the reason we went with pre-placed terrain is mainly because if you're a defender you can load your side up with with all the terrain to place markers in. Now, if you if you were to do the tactical terrain, you would have to set terrain and then roll attacker defender after that. To make sure that no one's gaming the system. Cuz otherwise you're you're betting your whole game on a 50-50 die roll. But um I, I I enjoyed the pre-place the pre terrain. It, it I don't I don't think it made a big difference in the game. I think I think the I had two near my edge, two were in the middle, and two were near Tommy's edge. So it was it was pretty fair. I had to go on his side of the board to go get my objectives. Um, could you do it with tactical terrain? I think you could, but we did we wanted to try out pre-place so. Okay. Uh, Twenty pieces of terrain uh, followed loosely well, the three hundred and fifty terrain. You're slammed, yeah, you're gonna sl- yeah, you're slamming two two three hundred and fifty tables together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, we went with uh, we went with like a rolling hills kind of a terrain setup just to because we didn't want to get too crazy with a ton of line of sight blocking and all this. Other. We wanted to feel the, the mission out first and see how it went. Um, I think it was a good first test, uh, found out a lot of, a lot of questions that need to be answered before the next, the next test. So I think it was a good, good, uh, test run.
4: Yep. Uh after the cameras stopped rolling, we, uh, we might've found the, the next scenario to work out. So we're thinking about yeah. us, so
0: Interest, interested in writing that one up, but um, I I would like to get man at least two two or three more games of hidden sensors just to make sure that that hidden unit detection thing is is as smooth as possible, um, and then probably write up that one as a packet to go out and let other players try it. But no, I'm I'm I'm. I was very very happy with the first epic test. It's it's a it's a new area for us. It's a much larger game. And again, we're we're doing this so players can easily tell themselves when going to a game store or running this as a tournament that everybody knows the rules. This is what it is. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a nice a nice addition to to what we have going on with three fifty. I talked with Aaron about it a little bit this afternoon. I'm going to be at the uh, game store tomorrow, starting at noon president's day and we're all off. So we'll see what we can do for some gaming tomorrow. And I think, uh, Tom and Daniel are going to come down. So it should be a good day. I would, I would add <clears throat> to anybody wanting to, to just try this out. Um, you don't need to build off of your 350. You can create a whole 600 army if you want to. I just find that it is, it's just easier because you put the work into making your 350 balanced and able to do multiple things uh, with 350. It, it was so much better for me to just build off of what I already had. And, and I, I already knew the mechs, I knew how, I knew basically half the army and then just tried some new stuff out. So my recommendation would be do that before just diving in and making a, a 600 point army.
5: All right. Uh,
1: should we move along to upcoming events? Yeah. Let's see. We got February
2: 25th. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's, right uh... That's our uh, Genghis Khan uh, up in Aurora. Um, Due to some space limitations, they moved us from 24 to 20 tables, uh, which is okay because we're still at 18. Um, But if you are a last minute uh, 350 player wannabe, go ahead and sign up. Um, and if you are listening to this and you are going and you have not turned in your list, you are in trouble. No, you're you're not. <laughs> just just send in your list. Just um, David's still short a handful of lists, so get those uh, sent in, please. But uh, looking forward to it. It's less than a week away from recording date. By the time this gets released, this might be in the past. I don't know. So. Uh. Well, I don't know. I still got to get get you my history brief. That's true. <laughs> it's, That's on true. it's on me. It's not on you, sir. It's on <laughs> me. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I am really looking forward to uh, seeing everybody out. It looks like we're going to have a uh, handful of uh, folks um, who haven't made it to one of the uh, statewide events before. Um, so I look forward to meeting those folks since I'm down south and they're coming from up north. So it'll be great. It is-
0: is there any streaming going on or
2: uh that is the hope um it sounds like we're gonna have um and by we it's the royal we david is actually gonna have uh, (laughs) the stuff he had from uh one of the previous events so um as long as we can get all of the internet connection and all that good stuff um yes we will um so, yeah, there there might be. I, I will throw links up all over Discord and Facebook and stuff if we do get streaming going. That would be awesome.
1: Ah, one of the events in uh, our great state of Iowa down in Des Moines, Iowa. There's going to be a Mayhem on Clive, Saturday, March 4th at 11 a.m. We'll be in AlfSyke 350 uh, with Logan Brunson. Um, who's played his beautiful blue clad protector list in the last... What, Where do you play that? Uh, Carl, sister, sister, Sisters of Go-Go, yeah. So that will be down down in Central Iowa. Uh, Super want
0: to be there for that, but unfortunately it's five hours away.
4: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be in Cedar Rapids that weekend for the uh, state wrestling tournament, so... My daughter's uh, wrestling.
0: I got volleyball anyway. that weekend. Otherwise, I was planning on going. Well, uh, uh, I'm super, super happy. Logan's doing that. Um, I know he had a ton of fun at KSAG. So hats off to you, brother, for uh, for finally getting at an event in Iowa. You'd think we would. But, well, I mean, technically we have, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it time. years ago. Yeah, first years ago. Years ago. That was a long time. That it was, it was pre-1.0 days. Yeah. Or was it 1.0? It was
1: 1.0. And Adepticon uh, coming up with Aaron and Andrew?
0: Yeah, we'll be at Adepticon. That'll be the first of hopefully many uh, era-restricted tournaments. Uh, we are restricted to the Civil War era for your 350 army. Uh, we've got... We're supposed to have 32 tickets sold. Uh, apparently, there's like one lost soul that's still trying to figure out how to work email or spam to claim the last <laughs> ticket. Um, so, check your email, boys and girls, and uh, let's let's get it filled up. So, looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, Topa, let me know that Topa is retiring from the military. Um the following weekend. So they aren't gonna be able to make it down to Adepticon. So they are holding a 350 tournament in Jackson, Michigan. Uh so if you can't make Adepticon and you're in that area, look them up. Um get out there and roll some dice with them. Uh we need to get a date locked down for Rumble on the River yet. Then that rolls us into Gen Con. If we do Gen Con, uh we will be doing that as a jihad restricted era for the 350 tournament. Woohoo! Origins. Some, Origins going on before Gen Con. Origins, that's right. Origins. Um uh, Tom Sprang, I think I'm saying that right. Uh Topa's cousin is talking about trying to do a 350 at Origins. So that uh be on the lookout for that. Thank you for that. Uh, Then we go to Gen Con, and then uh, a couple weeks after Gen Con in La Crosse, Wisconsin, we have Cooley Con, uh, 18th through the 20th of August, and that is going to be a 32-person tournament. If we can fill it, I will be ecstatic, so um, put it on the calendar. Uh, Come roll some dice with us. Uh, Ron Ploger will be there. And he likes to, uh, he, he does a lot of 3D printing, so he has big dioramas that he brings out. That are cool. So, come roll some dice with us. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we say this every podcast, but it's going to be a loaded summer. So, but that's, yeah, that's good. Not counting. That's not counting any of the stuff. Like, tomorrow I'm going to the store at noon and set up tables and we'll play until I don't have anybody or they throw us out, so.
3: <laughs> could,
0: could be a long day tomorrow. <laughs> that's why I'm working on my that's why I'm working on my list tonight. I gotta I gotta shore it up a little bit.
1: All right. About shout outs. So uh Andrew, you gotta do shout outs.
0: I I do. I gotta give a, a shout out to our unofficial sixth member of the podcast, Craig. Uh whoever wrote the plug-in for doing uh, the recording of uh Discord channels. Uh thank you. It it makes this all work. So those of you that oh, are thinking about go, it Craig. Look at look at Craig. Craig is Craig's the man. Uh shout out to Thomas Bovie being just a stand-up dude. Um he uh said he was going to do something for us and it kind of fell through and he still stepped up and made it work. I'm really excited. Um I'll just he uh, had a line on an LED uh, timer clock that fell through. So he uh, up and bought one and sent it to us. So uh, cool. I really, really appreciate that. That is going to come in very handy for the tournaments and uh, not having to scream time uh, every 20 minutes. So but what, where, it, what will my job be then?
1: Bunnies you're bunny the, ears. You're
0: the, you're the cute one. So I'm the cute one. You just right. gotta you just gotta stand there and look pretty, man. I will try to find new headgear for Adepticon. Nice. Nice. And it's been a while since I since I shouted out all our fans and listeners. Um I wanna take a minute and say thank you. Uh thank you for the encouragement. Uh thank you for listening. Uh thank you for your feedback and being on our Facebook and Discord. Uh thank you for everybody who's taking up the mantle to do 350. Uh shit. I saw a guy in Argentina who's running a tournament. Oh yeah. Just awesome. So uh if uh Joey from LVO reached out, they're gonna be running an event in uh LA and he's curious about you know some some pointers on on doing uh, an event so if you feel like you want, that's—I don't think it's strategic. But because that just if, happened, I think. Yeah, they do three of those. StrategicCon has three cons a year, all under the same name. But um, what I wanted to say is that if if you're out there and you want to start building your community, um and you just need to talk your way through something, or look for some advice or pointers or whatever please don't hesitate, reach out to us on Facebook or discord and we can set up a call and, and, and chat our way through something. We're, we're excited that the community is, is out there and doing this. And if we can help in any way, um, that's what we're here to do. So thank you to everyone listening, getting out there and rolling dice. It's awesome. That's it. I guess I'm short and sweet this time. (laughs) <laughs> all right, Aaron. Aaron, your shout-outs. Uh, I want to shout-out uh, Dave Cook over in England. They, uh, if nobody else noticed, they got their uh, YouTube page name changed to the Alpha Strike Boys. Cool. Nice. So, I'm uh, pretty super excited about that. I know he had an event coming up in the end of March. I believe that he was uh, They're all building and working towards, so... Uh, I got to try to get that out uh on the episode next month to shout that one out but um big uh big uh, congratulations to those guys uh, uh we converted transformer guys to uh battletech guys so yay for us um uh shout out to TOPA for T-O-P-A. retiring yay <laughs> thank uh, you for your service I uh, yes, thank you for your service. I'm really trying to to get there, but uh, obviously you picked a tough date <laughs> so um, but if not, uh, all of our love uh, sent for your retirement party will uh you may or may not get a gift in the mail uh, around your retirement party, so. I need your uh, wife's contact information so I can <laughs> send it to her. <laughs> that isn't weird, at, think, all. Not uh, weird at all. That's how no, all it? No,
1: that's that's expected cuz <laughs> most times you, you talk to the spouse to set up the gift table before turning into retirement, so <laughs> all it <works>. right. <clears throat> uh,
0: I'm going to give Charles. Uh, I'm going to give us oh, oh, one last secret shout out to Shay. Um, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Take the plunge and just do it. You'll like it. You'll like it. Trust us. You'll like it. Just just try the tip. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got.
1: Wow. All right. Uh, Charles.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So um, depending on when this releases, this could be uh, ahead of time or a post shout out, but uh, Cerberus, Northman, Caveman and, uh, uh, you know, all the Viking, all the Colorado crew out here uh, that helps put out, put on so many great events, uh, 350 or otherwise. Um just great having so many people locally so excited about Battletech. Um, and, you know, it's the... I, I, I feel like I harp on this all the time, probably way too much, but it's the people you play the game with that makes the game worth playing. So... Obviously, you guys are good people to be playing the game because everybody keeps coming back. So, um, And then uh, I'm going to go through my uh, CGL shout-out. Uh, Brent Evans, awesome job on the art in Dominion, sir. Um, and then you doing all the picking and then all the artists who submitted all of that art and uh, uh, the layout, all of that is top-notch. And then just all of the... Uh, people who, whether paid or otherwise, who do so much work, uh, for this great universe that we like to play in, um, whether stories or scenarios or the MUL, or, I mean, there, there are so many people doing so many things to contribute to, uh, making this universe a little bit more, uh, accessible, easier to play in, uh, more exciting Uh, so just shout out to all you folks out there,
0: Greek Fire Franklin.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Greek Fire. All
0: right, Tommy.
4: Uh, my first one goes out to Raphael. I'm not even going to say your last name. Uh, you just bought my (laughs) uh, my stone line list. I appreciate it greatly. My next shout out is to Mario and family and his family. Uh, Him and his daughter were playing a nice little uh, Alpha Strike game. Um, Mario, if you ever need to, I could give uh, Nora uh, some pointers. And if she needs a jumpy list for a 200, I could definitely make one. I know a great faction that likes to jump. Um, Uh, I only have one shout out.
1: And it's uh, to the teams that put the rec guys together, and a thank you for putting out the showgun again, because Yay. now I could use it and that makes me very happy. So, with that, uh, any comments, questions, concerns, you could reach us at WNRP at or you can find us on YouTube, a Discord, a Patreon, Facebook, and Queensborough, where we have some lovely apparel. Please buy it. I just got a hat recently yesterday. Uh, we wish you... Uh, Plenty of great times. Great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.
5: Ooh. 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 Woof.